0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the People's Choice Podcast, episode 30. I'm here with a special guest. I know a lot of my uh, viewers, all my peeps out here, you guys have been asking me, you know, about Bluer Futures or, hey, what's that Bluer Futures stuff that you put in your videos? Well, I'm talking to the man himself, the founder, the CEO. Colin, child, brother. if you will man you doing?
1: yeah man yeah, yeah. I'm doing good man, I'm, doing oh, man. Good, man. <laughs> I'm out here uh you know what i mean it's it's a uh, it's an adjustment learning to move and act like a ceo and act like a founder and a brainchild of a uh, international operation but uh it's something that i'm definitely cool with and something that is uh giving me a lot of humbleness if you will a little big slice of humble pie uh talking to people and <laughs> And dealing with people you know uh people can be difficult in these days and these times and uh amen coming from where i come from it's uh it's it's definitely difficult to talk to some people but <laughs> moving like a ceo is something that you got to do if you're gonna do this and uh, i'm trying to do it man.
0: I mean, amen to that bro i understand 100 because you know like me and you hit it off really well because i mean we're just like we're just cool mm. as fuck. To be honest, and I also I mean, I want hate you to to, be feel- the one to tell you, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> and I want you to, you know, feel comfortable on this show, man. There's no, you know, restraints. You don't have to minimize cursing or anything, you know. Just
1: yeah, you 100%. see me hit my vape, you know. Yeah, you know you know I'm saying?
0: you know, hit the vape. I ain't, going to, I ain't had, gonna, hide who I am, bro. I've had people smoke blunts before during my interviews, so you know, <laughs> you're I'm all jealous good. of
1: those people. But I'm trying to do the thing, you know what I mean? So I gotta, I gotta move right. So
0: that's that's right, man so let's let's talk a little bit about you man before we get into you know the whole brewer futures so where was you born and uh what was it like man you know what
1: it's so crazy that you say that because i hate that shit you know what i mean i'm not it's nothing (laughs) nothing against people that you know love themselves i I do love myself don't get that twisted but there's nothing i hate more than talking about where i come from because i feel like it doesn't matter you know what i mean we're all uh you know you you scrape your knee we all bleed in the same color so uh but yeah i come from deep river north carolina it's um just north of sanford just south of raleigh uh right near sharon harris power plant so you know the nuclear power plant probably had a little influence on the brain activity but uh i'm not gonna get into the conspiracies about it but i'm gonna tell you this right now it's uh it's grimy, man. Sanford is grimy. It's, uh, it's a place where a lot of people go to fail and it's a lot of places, uh, in Sanford and the surrounding areas where people fall apart and the community doesn't support itself. Uh, so I think that's what launched me into my, uh, ambitions and that, you know, we could talk about that at a later time in the interview, but it's, uh, it's a place where, you know, you either succeed, you fail, and it's a black and white area. There's no gray. There's no just living unless you're one of those NPC people. You know what I mean? The non-playable characters that just kind of float through life and make it work. You know what I mean? I'm, I refuse to be that. So
0: I, I understand that completely, man. Yes, and, sir. Uh, yes, sir. So you born and raised in uh, Sanford. You know, like you said, there's no gray. Either you, you know you yeah, yeah, fail, yeah. Or you're going to succeed.
1: Yeah.
0: How do you feel like? or just how you feel like what separates you from getting away from that you know
1: well i think i think that more than anything uh and big shout out to the people that were there on the outskirts i was an outlier man i was never uh i was never in the in crowd i tried to be i tried to be the dude who plays sports i tried to be the dude who was cool and I actually have enough money or politics behind me to make that happen uh and unfortunately that's what makes a you in uh that area but I think there's a very special place for the outliers. And I think that a lot of people in small towns can kind of resonate with the, with them. Uh, But it's like when you're on the outskirts of it and you're kind of watching everybody move, you kind of see how people move. And then you have to understand either you understand how people move and you decide how you're going to move or you you fall in that pit of jealousy and upsetness and rage and you know uh, conflict like oh I want to be there but I'm not there you know what I mean and and it's either that or you recognize yourself as one of those people who's on the outskirts I mean I'm a white dude bro I am I mean I got six percent black in me if you want to go to ancestry DNA but I mean you know what I mean it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, it, and, and where I yeah shout out to ancestry for keeping it real um but <laughs> if if it's really going to be, you know, where I come from, it's a town of minorities. It's um, it's a town where the minorities actually are the majority. Um, and you have those rich white people, those preppy white people who I tried to fit in because I thought that that's how you had to roll. And it's really like they kind of treat the high schools like a prison mentality um, in the sense of like, the segregation is still there. It's still the South. It's still sad to see it but there's people that still to this day I guarantee you in the high schools I grew up in are racist as can be and you see it day in and day out and I kind of got along with everybody who was on that outskirt you know what I mean I wasn't on the in crowd but I got along with everybody who was on the edge and thought that they weren't good enough and I thought the same thing I kind of felt like I was sitting outside of that and watched those people move that I hate to be the one to tell you, man, but the people who go through pain and go through struggle and go through trial and are on the outskirts, those are the people that are successful. It's not the people in the middle that everything's kosher. You know what I mean? Those, those people don't succeed because they've got everything in their lap. And I didn't have anything in my lap, dog. I I had uh, parents that were very, very young when they had me. My mom had just turned 17 when I was born. Um, She was, you know, six days out from turning 17. And I was born and my dad had a full ride scholarship to Liberty University for baseball and was going to the Arizona Diamondbacks training camp. So it was a very conflicted uh, set of, you know, ideals from the start. You know what I mean? I I, I kind of had the uh, the down bad virus from a start. You know what I mean? But it's uh, the thing that separated me from that is, realizing that you don't have to fall into that you don't have to fall into the center you don't have to fall into the outskirts where you just are gone and nobody's there half the people i grew up with are either dead or in jail bro and i mean people talk about real, that man. shit all the time but the thing is it's like that's real it's
0: real, it's real. I that's it's real.
1: real and it's yeah. because you know the people up top don't want to see you succeed so you got to move silently and that's why i say to all my people in my organization you know silence is the only true skeleton key and if you know the skeleton key it's a it's a key that can open any door any lock anything that's in your way you can open it with silence you can do that you know what I mean and I realized that from a very young age subconsciously and so I kept quiet I did my things I you know I didn't graduate with a crazy GPA it was okay it wasn't great but mm-hmm. you know I, I understood where I needed to be and then I joined the Navy because I couldn't I fell into the, to the bullshit. I fell into the selling drugs and the doing dumb shit and hanging with the out crowd and doing dumb shit with them. And, you know, all this shit you hear future and little baby and the baby and all that rap <laughs> about J. Cole. I mean, J. Cole grew up fucking 35 minutes from me, man. So, I mean, I know what it's like. And I, I fell into that crowd and uh, I realized to myself, I said, hey, if you sit here and you wallow in this moment where everything's bad or you make a change for yourself and the military did that for me you know what I mean so I took it and I took that opportunity so
0: so what was that like having that conversation with like your your family and your friends that you wanted to join the navy it was uh it was rough um so it
1: wasn't a lot of friends that I talked to my friends were already off in college I had already stayed back for a year and I was in high school and uh My friends had already either went to college or they were in college or they had a good job, you know, that kind of shit. But I was still um, messing around with, you know, the trenches and my mom, she was terrified. You know, everybody that goes in the military dies, they go off to war, they die. Mm -hmm. No, it's not how it is. You know what I mean? It's uh, I got an Intel job. I got very lucky. I'm smart enough to where I, I qualified for an Intel job. So. I explained that to her. She was very supportive. My dad, on the other hand, he uh, I'm not going to put all his business out there, but he he—he—he he, uh, he struggled for a very, very long time with his vices. And uh, whenever I told him that, it broke his heart. And me and my father, we have a connection that I can't really explain to other people. You know how you have that one person, your confidant, your, your person you can trust. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was that for me, even though he wasn't in the right mindscape. But he still was like, Oh man, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. You know what I mean? And but I still did it. And I um, Do you I think don't, don't do, a do it?
0: Thing. Do you think he was saying like don't do it because he was more worried about like how things could turn out or how just the the picture of when you join the military, like kind of like the freaking out how your mom was like oh you may die or something like that well no
1: you change that's the thing that you know is is concrete in the military you know regardless of what branch you go into the point of going to boot camp is to change you into what they want you to be and and that's okay for you know if you're trying to do a career aspect of it but um when you sit back and look and you take inventory of your life, there's, there's things they change about you and there's things they take away from your personality that, that maybe shouldn't be taken away or maybe they should or, you know, and that's what my father was most scared about. My mom was most, she, she has this idea that anybody that goes off to war, they, they die. I said, like, mom, I'm not going off to war. You know, I'm, I'm working special intelligence. It'll be a good gig. You know, everything will be okay. I'll learn a lot. And, and she kind of started to understand it, researched my job a little bit and understood what I was doing. <clears throat> my dad was more worried about the, uh, the aspect of me losing who I am, yeah. um, which gratefully for me, a lot of people that does happen to them. Uh, but for me, that did not happen. Um, it did for a little bit. Uh, and that's, that's going to happen to anybody whenever you go out on your own. You know what I mean? You lose <laughs> a little bit of a sense of who you are and you've got to come back to that. That's part of adulthood and learning and, and you know, coping and, you know, doing things for yourself that is huge in in the aspect of, yes, I'm by myself. Yes, Mm -hmm. it's brand new. No, I'm not really sure if the person I was before is the same person I am now, but you have to understand that there's there's a way that I saw it today, actually. This is actually really funny that you bring it up. Um, Mm -hmm. It's like a branch. It's like a family tree branch kind of sideways. And it shows that the first portion, your path, And it's only one thing in green highlighted, you know what I mean? And then there's a line right down the middle and it says your future. And it's the exact same dichotomy, the same breakdown of the family tree, the roots, and they're all green because you could take any route that you want. And once you realize that everything in the past is only giving you an understanding of what path you need to take in the future that's when you kind of, you know, understand that everything is going to work out and, you know, taking those experiences, taking that military experience, that trenches experience, the it's all part of what gives you the outlook and you can kind of, you have a better motivation and sense of the future because you can say, okay, I can look at all these little starting points and see a little bit down the path and which path do I want to take? You know, that kind of Mm -hmm. thing. So
0: that's what's up, man. That's real talk, man. You are super yeah. wise, man. You know, but one for twenty five. Just... <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> but one thing that 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 just stuck out to me when you said, like, you like when people go into the service, no matter which branch it is, and they, you know, yeah, they change. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, you said you was able to basically still say stay the same. You know, you did change, but you was able to not really fall into that. You know, completely different and more like. Because, I, I mean, we're, we're both in North Carolina.
1: You know how it is. You know. Yeah, it's, it's grimy, bro. It's, it's, no, it's grimy. It's grimy. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't discount that. You cannot discount the griminess of North Carolina as a whole. Definitely. Because, I mean, it's close. It's close to being – I mean, remember Durham, back in the day, Durham Oof. and Raleigh used to be the murder capital of the world. Yeah. Not just the states. The world, bro. That, mm-hmm. It was bad. Fayetteville was right behind them, number right six. Them. Mm-hmm. Like, it was close. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's so oh, true, man. And I, yeah. I was gonna say, how did, how that, like, how did you separate, like, compared to the the crowd, to basically not lose who you are? Like, I, you I think, think
1: that it's mostly because here's okay. This is gonna be a big topic that everybody gets upset about, but you know, it, it is what it is. I was bullied yeah. my whole life, dog. I got big ass ears. They love that shit. They used to fucking mm-hmm. tear me apart because of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I took that to heart. And you know, there's bullying here and there, bullying here and there, and it's. I think that bullying is what pushed me to the outskirts. Mm -hmm. And then once I was already out there, I was like, man, I got shit to lose. Let me just see what's going on. You know what I mean? Let me see just what, how everybody's moving, how everybody's doing things. And that's what I was saying earlier about how you have to, the biggest thing about life is listening. You know, it's, it's not about, you know, uh, what you do or how well you succeed. It's about what you learn and what you listen to or whatever kind of learner you are, If it's visual, if it's hands on. Mm-hmm. I'm a very visual and uh, listening learner. That's just how I am. So when I would watch these people and watch how they act, I was like, "Man, I'm never going to do some dumb shit like that. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's how I kind of separated myself. And I said, you know, I've watched other people make mistakes for me. Mm -hmm. and then i moved in silence and i said you know you know nobody's got to worry about what i'm doing nobody's worried anyways because nobody was really fucking with me like that i have very very good friends who were down with me from the start that i was on the swim team with like politics didn't work out for baseball because of the stuff that my dad did and the last name associated with me and that that the Mm -hmm. third i couldn't play baseball because they didn't want me there And I wasn't great, but I was good enough to play for a motherfucking middle school or high school team. It's not that crazy. You know what I mean? You don't have to be that great. You just got to have a little bit of athletic prowess. But, Mm um, and I said, you know what, I'm going to step outside of that and do something nobody else is doing the swim team. Lee senior got a swim team out of the blue and we were swimming at the Nautica, uh, Mm -hmm. the, the, uh, Nautilus gym, um, back on, uh, right, right across from the central Carolina hospital. And Yep, yep. You know, I, I made friends there who some of them weren't the outliers. Some of them were very popular people. But to me, they were my best friends and they were my outliers. You know what I mean? They were still my outliers with me because I didn't fit in. You know what I mean? I could, you could take mm-hmm. me to a party in high school, but do,
0: do, 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 I
1: don't fit in, bro. I don't. I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I don't. And uh, nowadays. And it's nothing like wrong kinda, with that,
0: man. It's and that's okay. Like that. You know what yeah, I mean? I saying, i not stress that enough. It's to the kids cause...
1: out there that feel like that they're not good enough. For the uh-huh. inner circle or feel like they're getting pushed out. of Bro, find your niche because there's so many things that you can do that are not popular people shit or preppy people shit or whatever it is. Because, you know, back when we were going to school, it was all like preppy kids and jocks. They were mm-hmm. the cool people. That's not how it is anymore, bro. It's like, you know, the outliers, yeah. the cool kids now, you know what I mean? They're the fire ones that are doing dances in the middle school, like parking lot on TikTok. Those are the cool <laughs> kids. And back in the day, they get the fucking they, dodgeball thrown at the head first, you know up. what I mean? But like, At, at least. <laughs> the thing is, I'm glad <laughs> to see the tables turning a little bit and, and, you know, putting that pressure on everybody and letting them understand that you don't have to be this. You don't have to be that. And I think that's what separated me from all of it, because I realized from a very young age, probably like 15 or 16, whenever I lost oh, um, I was like, yo, you don't have to be cool to get the ladies, you know what I mean? It's gotta be, you gotta be you, gotta be you that, and that works, you exactly. know what I mean? So I was like, oh, it's all cool. You know, you can, you can do whatever you want, and it's gonna be okay. And once I realized that, I was like, oh, the world's wide open. I can do literally anything I want, you know what I mean? Wow. And, and my mom said it growing up, but she didn't know what the fuck she was talking about, but she was saying it, you know, you can do anything you want, tell you no. but mm-hmm. that's not, that's not fully wrong. You can, if you have the wherewithal to understand at a younger age, maybe before you're 20, 25, and you can say, I'm good enough. As soon as you say that your brain opens up mm-hmm. and you can learn a lot faster and you can deal with things a lot easier. You can cope a lot smarter. And I think I learned that at a very young age. I'm very grateful. I found my passion very early. You know, me, me and Blue are futures. is I want to save the world, man. It's nothing crazy. You know what yeah. I mean? I just want to save the world <laughs> just a little bit. So, you know, it's like... And I was actually going
0: to talk about that. I was going to ask you. Ahead. Like, you know, you, so you you get out the military and... Now you're starting a blue blue futures, but like yeah. where did the backstory from blue future? Because don't get me wrong, that's I love what you're doing, man. I'm 100 yeah. percent behind it, but that's not what people think about when they're going to the beach. Like, oh, let me go yeah. clean up stuff for they. Like, what? Yeah, made you trash used to be so that? taboo. You know what I yeah. mean? Like. Back in the day, picking up
1: trash—you, you must be a janitor. You must be a garbage man. You, you know that or kind you of mu- thing.
0: You must be on parole or something, trying. Yeah, to get big right. End, like, <laughs> <SM>. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, very
1: true.
0: Yeah, that, very true. That, that, that was the stigma of it. But, and you know, I changed
1: my name on Instagram to "I'm the Trash Man" for a little while. You
0: know, like that was. Uh, that, was that
1: was. It's the thing is like. We can we can still be assholes. We can still live in excess. We can still drink water bottles every day. Lord knows I do. But here's the thing. It's about policing yourself and understanding where that trash is going. Because, you know, I have younger siblings. I'm the oldest of nine siblings. Ooh, so dang, it's like, um, I mean. and there are no, no full siblings. You know what I mean? They're all like half siblings from different marriages, this, that, and the third or whatever. But I love them the exact same because to me, they're still my siblings. That's how I was taught. Exactly. They're still my siblings. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter if it's mom's DNA or dad's DNA. Don't, I don't give a fuck. But exactly. when I was like 13, 14, we used to watch Finding Nemo. Uh, okay. Me and my little brother, right? Shout about Finding Nemo. Right. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Why are you following me? What are you, why are you following? Yeah. So like we would watch it every single day when this kid got home from daycare and um, they, a very big quote from that movie is all drains lead to the ocean. And the thing is they do. Mm-hmm. And you know, what you flushed on your toilet, what you throw out or, you know, throw out the side of your window on the highway, the wind blows it to the ocean. The ocean is the biggest part of the world. That's how, if nobody picks it up between there and the ocean, I don't care if you're in Kansas or you're on the coast. If nobody picks it up between there, it's going right in the ocean. And that's why we have multiple giant trash heaps floating around in the middle of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And it's every second of the day, a sea turtle, a dolphin, your favorite animal, your sharks, your whales, Mm -hmm. they're dying every second of the day because we're not policing this trash. And I found that out. Um, you ask what the motivation is. It's the the uh, Netflix documentary, Seaspiracy. And I have no respect for the man that made it. I'm going to say that right now. And I will say it till the day I die. Because he comes up with nothing but problems. The whole movie. Watch the movie. If you haven't seen it, all you, he does yeah. is uh, he, he pulls up problems. He says, you know, they're killing dolphins here. They're killing whales here. Oh, We have giant trash heaps. Nobody's doing stuff about this. Nobody's doing stuff about that. And he just keeps addressing the fact that there are multiple problems. Right. And Mm -hmm. he does not give a single solution the entire movie. At the end of the movie, he's like, well, you know, we could do this. We could do that. But who really knows if we don't make a change by 2048, the ocean will be completely devoid of sea life is what he says. Mm. And that's statistic facts. That's that's scientific proof. You know, it's right there in front of us. I have a kid. I have another one due in September. So to me, congrats, man. Thank you. To me, I don't want my children and the next generation to grow up looking at a swamp when they go to the beach. Yeah. Because to me, going to the beach was, oh my God, we're going to the beach. We're going to the beach, bro. Mm -hmm. I, I grew up in the farmlands of North Carolina. We're going to the beach. We're going to be there for a week. Oh, my God.
0: It's going to be crazy. We're going to get it. down, bro. Yeah. It didn't
1: matter how old you were. It was huge. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I don't want my kids to grow up and be like, oh, they're going to the beach. It's a swamp this year. You know, that's this type of stuff I don't want to have oh, to have man. my kids <laughs> deal with. So it lit a fire under my ass. And I was like, look, this man said all these problems, this, 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 this. I didn't give a single solution and then I started thinking I started doing some research I got into it very deep for uh about three or four days uh of just nothing but googling 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 watching this reading this doing that you know and then April 8th of this year actually I just was like I, I told my wife I said hey let's go out to the beach me you and my son and I'm gonna pick up as much trash as I can you know what I mean, and bro, it was nonstop from the second we pulled into the parking lot. Water bottles, cigarette butts, plastic bags, uh, cookout trays, stuff like that. And I was like, man, it's really bad. It's really bad.
0: And the thing is, Which you don't got to you. Was at it that
1: was uh East Ocean View in Norfolk. Oh, okay. Because I was still, I just got out of the Navy. My wife, uh, unfortunately, we're getting divorced. Good for her. I'm happy for her. We're all cordial. Everything's fine. But um, we we realize that it's right here at your home, no matter where you're at. I don't care if you're in the middle of the country landlocked, you walk in an alleyway in a major city and there's a trash tornado blowing up water bottles. You can see it. I don't care where you are, you can see it. And it's the thing that I try to preach to people is you don't have to be near a beach. You don't have to be near a lake. You don't have to be near a source of water because these plastics that we're discarding and not giving any attention to there's a woman in Kenya by the name of Nazambi Mati, and I'm going to say that one more time so that everybody can see it. Nazambi Mati, N-Z-A-M-B-I, Mati, M-A-T-E-E. She's uh, been taking plastics, putting them in a vat with uh, sand, heating it up to 700 degrees Fahrenheit and mixing it, and it basically turns it into a concrete paste. But when you die cast it and mm-hmm. press it, Seven times harder than concrete. Tell me why we can't make free infrastructure for the people that don't have homes, the kids that don't got schools, the Mm. rural places that don't have a hospital. We can build those for free out of these plastic bricks. I don't care where you are. Pick it up. Hit me up. I'll take it. I'll take it personally. I got you. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm going to buy a factory here very soon and get to die casting these plastics. And I'm not asking for anything from anybody other than time and effort. You know what I mean? I'm not asking for your money. You know, if you want to give it, I'm more than happy to take it so that I can pay my board of directors or I can pay for gear and stuff like that. But the thing is, you don't need anything other than time and effort to be a part of the movement. And the thing is, the biggest thing that blows people's mind is I'm giving directly back to communities where the plastics are taken from. And by doing that, the way we do it is like um, say, you know, a local artist, a man with a podcast like yourself, a man with a barber shop or a man with a tattoo parlor or a woman with, a, you know, art hair studio or, or whatever or it salon, may yeah. be, or a hair salon or a man with a hair salon or art studio. It doesn't yeah. matter who you are, or what you're doing. I can take your QR code and yeah. slap it right on the back of a t-shirt and then We give 100 t-shirts to volunteers for free when they come out. First 100 volunteers get a t-shirt. And then the news crews, the people that are out there watching us do stuff, they're going to scan that QR code because they want to know what the fuck's going on. We're not putting any information behind it. You just scan the QR code and then boom, you're on that person's page. Mm. Boom.
0: you, man. Man,
1: That's all you got to do, man. I'm trying to take care of the small community. You have to The thing that I realized very young is you have to support local elements before you can try to promote change worldwide. Amen. And that doesn't, that goes for politics, that goes for family, that goes for anything you're trying to do. You have to be local and let the people around you in your communities know that you care and then you can push it up the hill. And it's, we're a bunch of fucking dung beetles, bro, because the people at the top don't care about us, man. We're just pushing shit nonstop. They don't care about us. So we have to do that and show them at the top of the hill, this giant pile of shit and be like, boom, y'all haven't been paying attention. What are we doing? You know what I mean? And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to create the movement. I'm trying to get the people behind it because the people are the ones benefiting from this, not me. Yep. Not my board of directors, not the people that are volunteering. I mean, the people that are volunteering are going to feel better. I feel better at the end of every day when we do a mission, we do a, you know, cleanup or anything like that, but I'm not benefiting from it. It's the world, it's the communities, but it starts in the communities.
0: well that is, that's amazing, man. Just the insight of that and the passion that you have for, you know, Bluer Futures and, you know, you're talking about factories and wanting to take, you know, the platforms yeah. and turn them into, you know, Structures, you know, for people like one thing I remember seeing your video where you're saying, you know, you want to make you know, not just bricks, you want to make t shirts and all this stuff. I mean, bro,
1: it takes they, 10 plastic they, bottles to make a t shirt album,
0: yeah, man. And when that's when, it, bro, when I heard you in say, a family that, of I four, actually, in a family of four, that's that's done in a day, yeah, like I, I can go through four and like. <laughs> An hour that, and a half. Yeah, like <laughs> it's, man, it's, it's easy. easy, bro. So just like <laughs> it's amaz- it amazes me that you think so big, but yet you're, you're not, you know, some people we know like that will dream or think so big, but yet they just dream, but they big. lose sight of what's important and it's right yes,
1: there around you. Exactly. But that's the X factor. You know, they talk about the X factor.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: X factor is taking care of the people in your circle, your smallest circle first. And then you move outside. And then you move outside a little bit more. And it's everything in life is a circle, man. Look at the Lion King. It's a circle of life. You have to move slowly and take that spiral outwards. Right now, I'm at the beginning of it, man. I'm tight as as can be on the coil. Mm -hmm. Just trying to take care of my people, trying to make sure that the message gets out there. June 26th, we got a partnership with the National Mall and the National Park Association. We're cleaning up the George Mason National Monument in Washington, D.C., and it's going to be huge. I mean, you know, people are going to see it. We're going to have mm-hmm. T-shirts out there. People are going to know what we're doing, and that's what boosts it to move forward. The National Park Service, the entire National Park Service for the entire United States of America has our back. So, you know, it's, it's only a matter of time, and I realize that. Mm -hmm. but the thing that I preach to all of my people every day is just take care of the communities that you are in. I don't care if you're in DC. I don't care if you're in Colorado. I don't care if you're in California. I don't care if you're in Japan, take care of the community around you because then us as a people, we make up the 99%. The 1% up top cannot stop us whenever there's a movement. Definitely, man. And you cannot start a movement without taking care of your communities.
0: Amen to that. That's so true. Cause like that's, I was just talking to somebody about that. Like how, you know, I'm appreciating all the love that I've been getting from the podcast and how it's been getting out there. And uh, I said, actually, I want to start really giving back. Like I give back to every person who's ever been on this show. You've done it to our
1: organization and and you bought a t shirt, you bought a vest, the reflective vest for our company. so you know
0: anything oh
1: i appreciate it man don't don't tell me you appreciate it you're making a difference
0: you're you're making a difference man i gotta get on your level man that's why like you are already man the outreach is the biggest thing true that man and i'm gonna push it as best as i can man and i actually can't wait you know i'll request time off from work or even do you know podcasts because i love to join you on some of these missions because i used to do this stuff even back when i lived in connecticut like I used yeah. to me, me and my sister, man. We would go up. We would uh, volunteer, do all this stuff, and it's. I remember we used to run to some assholes. I ain't gonna lie, man. Like we used to clean up the the uh, city and shit. People will mm-hmm. drive by, hey, you forgot one and throw some shit. Yeah. Yep. And like, you know, we're like, what the hell? I remember like we we'd be out there for hours and hours, but we felt so good by the end of the day. Our cities But are at the good. end of the day, when you crack that water bottle and you're like, oh yeah, you know, like, oh
1: man. You're
0: like, oh, I earned it today.
1: I earned, I earned mm-hmm. my rest and relaxation. And you know, that's where my passion lives. It lives in the fact that one day, you know hopefully by whatever god is out there whatever universal karma spectrum there is <laughs> i'll be able to do this every day you know what I mean? i'll be able to go out there i'll be able to go out in the middle of the ocean or in the middle of a lake or in the middle of a community and pick up trash every fucking day and that's what drives me to make a difference and to treat my people right and to move forward and to take care of these communities because if i don't take care of the communities that we're trying to work in, Mm -hmm. i can't expect them to support me and take care of me i can't just go out and be like oh we got a national park service uh partnership so now um you know we're just doing whatever and you know big events only and we're selling merchandise and you know i can't do that morally because it still has to be local i i focus so hard on local because I grow up in a small town. I know what it means to struggle and to hurt and to see nothing but filth in your area. And I don't want that for people. You know what I mean? I want them to have a clean community. And then once the community is clean, I'm building a fucking community center out of plastics. And they all get to go and party there and play basketball on a plastic turf that costs fucking 65 water bottles to build. Like, it's so easy, bro. The answer is
0: right in front of us. Bro, man, I, I can't wait, man, because you, bro. It's going to take time, but it's going to be beautiful. It, it is going to be beautiful, man, but the one thing I really, like, admire about you, you know it's going to take time. You know it's going to, you know, take a lot of patience, but yet that's not driving you away, man.
1: So like The thing you know, is, go, man, if you, here's the thing that I tell people every time, right, mm-hmm. and it's something that I found when I found my patience. You know how people say, you know, take it easy or take your time or be safe or, you know, whenever you're leaving. You know what I mean? What I say is, it's your time. Take it. Because time isn't anything other than what we made up, right? We as people made up time. So your idea of time is what time is because it's only a human construct. So when I say to people, it's your time, take it, I mean it. Because regardless, to how long it takes i don't care if you go 165 down the highway bro it's your time take it mm-hmm. take what you owe you are owed you are owed your time all we have is time there's no currency at the end of the day yep. you lay in that grave it's time that got you there it's not money dude
0: you dropping bombs today man like shoot. yeah i got <laughs> I need- charlamagne go <laughs> ahead and hit that bomb right. knowledge bomb <laughs> you've dropped so many damn quotes and that's like one of my like thing i love asking people but like you've dropped so many for us like just things to live by but like hey cut it up what was your favorite quote or favorite saying that you lean on during the good times or the bad times bro
1: okay so this is my great grandfather right uh billy norris he owned a flooring company he was nothing more than a hard-working man he, he was never more than that he was never less than that um, and he let everybody know that with his actions but he told my father and my father told me um you know believe none of what you hear and half of what you see and you might be close to the truth And that resonates with me because people can say stuff all day, but you never really know. And, you know, what you see, you can only take it face value. You can only take that situation or, you know, if it's a fist fight, if it's a, you know, organizational event, or if it's a, you know, major catastrophe, you can only take it at face value. You only know half of the story and that's the half that you see. You don't see the stories behind it, the struggle, the pain, the happiness, the sadness, all that. You don't see it, Mm -hmm. but you do see face value. So believe none of what you hear, half of what you see, and you might be close to the truth. He told me all the time. My dad's told me that all the time, even in his hardest days, even in my hardest days, he's told me that. And um, another one really quick is... um, if every time you try to express your feelings to someone, it feels like an argument, they're not worth your time.
0: Bombs. <laughs>
1: there it is. Bro, there it like,
0: is. That's, that's some good stuff. Right there, now, that man. person
1: is not worth your time, man. It's not worth the time. If, if you feel like every time you try to express yourself or share your dreams or aspirations with somebody and it turns into an argument. That person's not worth your time, man. And, and the, the faster you understand that, the faster you can build a strong inner circle that's going to support you nonstop. Hey,
0: Amen. Yeah. Bro, I appreciate your time that you're giving me this. This is I'm, listen, a great man, interview, man. Like, I'm here always. We can do these interviews anytime, man.
1: And uh, we can we can do them every ten episodes. we can do them every thirty. I don't <laughs> care bro. I'm here with you. I, I, I love what you're doing I love what you're doing, man. Bluer Futures supports you fully, and I know you support Bluer Futures fully, so you definitely. know the relationship will build me and you've been talking for quite some time now, so mm-hmm. this has been a very long time coming this interview. I have a lot of stuff in my personal life that I'm dealing with, but mm-hmm. in the future I'll be able to make more time and you know you can only you can only it's your time take it so. There you
0: go. There you go again. Before we head mm-hmm. out, was oh, there anybody that you want to uh, shout out and also where people could find you in Bluer Futures?
1: So, Bluer Futures is uh, Bluer Futures official on Instagram. Everywhere else, it's just at Bluer Futures. Um, the people I want to shout out are the people who have not stopped believing in me, even when I've had a huge change of pace, a huge explosion of new ideas and movements. I mean, I went to Maryland, now I'm in Texas, I'm going back to North Carolina. The people that continue to support me, my mom, my dad, my stepdad, my stepmom, um, my uh, my son, man, I mean, my sons come September. That That's Congrats, that's the reason why I have this fire and this passion. I want to shout them out. Um, all the people uh, from North Carolina that are independent artists, uh, uh, Kalis Arnold, He's making music. It's good music. Uh, it's a little bit more of the emo rap type shit. If you're into that, hit him up. Uh, Lisey God, I think he goes by on SoundCloud. Um, Knowledge Fox. Uh, good name, he man. goes by ASAP, Nolly, or Big Up. Um, you can find his music on Spotify, on YouTube, on, you know, stuff like that. Uh Montel uh i call him montel but his name is euro yams i mean he makes music too i music is a huge inspiration in my life mac miller saved right, my life multiple Ma- times bro
0: mac miller
1: I, yeah he's a big fan when he used to share i know
0: listening. that and rest in peace I, of got, his friends, I got his i got the same tattoo on Cincinnati. my neck yeah I, I noticed man that shit's nice yeah. memento like,
1: moria behind it to say remember the dead you know remember, yeah um the biggest shout out I want to give though, end of the end of my uh, spiel is um, all the people that are gone. Um, But here's the thing. Uh, Another good quotable moment for you. The only people who are truly gone and not here anymore are the people we don't remember. So remember those people, love them, cherish those memories they gave you and they'll live on forever. Um, That's, that's the biggest thing. And, And every second on this earth, can be heaven if you let it be so you know that's easy peasy bro
0: you're killing it man you are easy peasy it, bro. bro easy peasy I got it all day I got you it all do, day man. And, and shout out to, to Matt Miller man and you know that uh, I just love what you just said because like his memory like every time I think of 2010 2011 when I first like really discovered his music. Those were some happy times. You know, life, personal yeah. life, was kind of hell, but like, me and, rest in peace, my, one of my uh, good friends, Jocko, we used to listen
1: to rest his in peace music. Jocko, bro. I'm sorry about that.
0: Yeah, man. That was, that was hard. He's still here,
1: though, because you're still That's, remembering him right this exactly, second.
0: Exactly, man. And we used to listen to Mac Miller. Every single damn day, bro. Like, yeah, bro. She put me on to him. I became a big fan, bro. She had his remember that blue t-shirt he had when he yep. first was like coming. Bro, I yep. still, I still want that shirt. I said, yep. bro, I said, Jocko, I'm gonna lose some weight. you gonna give me that shirt, right? Yes, <laughs> you know, like, yes, sir. Yo. Yes,
1: sir. Hey, look, if you ever need any merchandise, I know everywhere to get it because I'm a fanatic, bro. I got the same tattoo he had on his neck of the lotus the Lotus flower. And then above it, it says, um, it says memento mori above and below. But um, it's, uh it's something that, that got me out of very dark and troubled times. And I hope that it continues to do it for people for generations to come because the music that he makes, and you can attest to this, every time he's going in, you can feel his soul. And it's yeah. so pure. And it's so happy, regardless of whether he's talking about doing drugs or having sex or you know actual intellectual shit that he very more often raps about um, mm-hmm. you can you can feel the the goodness in it you know what i mean and it makes everything feel just a little bit less sad and i'm not gonna appreciate that so
0: definitely man he's he was ahead of his time he was uh, a true legend man we lost him too oh. soon
1: uh, but uh man, I'm just glad. The good news I is talk about next about month show. next What's month it? His drug dealers are going to fucking uh, arraignment. So okay. the people that that were lacing his drugs with other drugs to try to kill him, which mm-hmm. eventually ended up happening, three of his drug dealers. Uh, I know it's not good to do drugs. I'm going to say this right off the bat. Don't do drugs, bro. Um, I don't. You know, I, I try to be good. I try to do the right thing. Um, but if you have your vices, you have your vices. but just know where it's coming from and he thought he knew it was coming from and he's one of the richest most influential people on the planet at the time so Mm -hmm. you never really do know just be smart you know what i mean and just get out of it man you can there's so many treatment opportunities very easy to do it and the only thing that i stress to people is just know what you're doing do it safely there's so many programs to make sure you're either doing it safely or getting off of it so don't discount yourself and catch that dirty needle or catch that lace cocaine or catch that lsd you thought was lsd but it's just a bunch of shit from underneath the kitchen cabinet that kills you don't do that to yourself because everybody has worth and everybody has a soul regardless of whether you want to acknowledge it or not whether it's god or whether it's the universe there's a soul in everybody man so just just make sure y'all are taking care of your soul more than anything
0: bro that's Hundred percent, man. Thank you again. Yeah, man. Yeah, so absolutely. Thankful, man. I'm here bro. anytime, That's... Alvin, bro. I'm bro, here anytime, I, man. I can't. I can't wait for the future of Blue Futures. <laughs> Even the present is looking bright, man. You know, I'm gonna not, to It's not it, just bro. the
1: future of Blue or Futures, man. It's gonna be Blue or Futures for everybody, man. That's the reason I named it what it is, is because we can make a bluer future for everyone. And blue's not a bad thing, man. Seventy percent of this planet is blue, so. Yeah, take it and yeah. run with it you know so what I mean and I'm gonna run with it man I'm not gonna stop running man um Definitely. I'll give one song to everybody uh to listen to um yes. actually two songs one is and I know it's a huge song for everybody a lot of people have already heard it but it's the bigger picture by Lil Baby mm-hmm. um he lets everybody know what's up and uh you know there's a lot of strife that shouldn't be happening in the black community that it is and uh of my friends are fucking black so I can't discount the black community they raised me Um, and then uh, Land of the Free by Joey Badass Um, Mm -hmm. if if people will just listen to those two songs man you'll get a little bit more perspective on where America is as a whole and understand that we as a people have to start making these movements for ourselves because nobody else is going to do it for us
0: definitely man. Hey, thank you again brother You have a great one. And thank you for being on the show. Yeah, man. 30, you know, so. Yes, sir. 30, baby. Big 30. Big 30.
1: 30 (laughs) is the new 20, baby. We're going to be out here. Uh, I'm going to be out here every day. So y'all can hit me up on any of the Bluer Futures accounts. You can hit me up. Um, I'll give you my business card. I'll put my, look, right quick. Don't bleep this out. 757 759 one one seven seven. If anybody has a problem with what I said, has a question about what I said, has an inkling of wanting to do good for bluer futures or wants to get involved, that is my personal phone number. Man, hit me up. I love y'all. I hope that everything goes well with everybody and I pray every day that it does. But until then, I'm just gonna be out here grinding and trying to make a bluer future for everybody. Man.
0: That's perfect, bro. You, you're a natural hey, man. Personal <laughs> swear, phone number, bro. bro. If I can't
1: give you my personal line, man, I can't I, I can't trust the community. If I can't trust the community my phone number, I can't trust them to back of you. So, you know, hit me up, man. I'm here. Definitely. And my I'm
0: always I'm always my line's blown up all the time, but I'm always right there. So, you know. Amen to that, man. Thank you again, brother. Shout out to Bluer Futures, everyone behind Bluer Futures. Hey, big shout out to Alvin Peoples, bro. Shout out to Alvin Peoples
1: for doing this fucking podcast, bro, not taking no for an answer and just doing what he cares about and having the people on that are making a difference, man. People are going to take notice very soon. I can feel it in my heart. And uh whenever you got fucking 600,000 people listening to it every day, you don't forget where uh, where Blue Futures is at. I'll be right there with you,
0: bro. Bro, you I must say, you gonna be right there with me, man. Yeah, I got you, dog. I got you. <laughs> you take care, brother, man. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man,
1: take it easy, man. Take it easy. I-